Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Live it up, kids. You know, you never know when uh, Yellowstone's going to go off or when uh, Hillary Clinton might become president. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare. Hello, my friends in Liberty. Welcome on back to the Lions of Liberty podcast. This is episode number 177, and that means that you can find today's show notes over at lionsofliberty.com slash 177. Now, this past Sunday, we were, quote, treated to another debate from the Democrats. And unfortunately, or perhaps fortunately, depending on your perspective, I was not able to view the debate. Yes, I do have a life outside of podcasting. I've got a professional life, a personal life. In this case, it was the professional life that interfered with things. But luckily, I've got quite a great group of uh, Liberty cohorts here at Lions of Liberty. And my good friend, my comrade, maybe that's a weird word for Liberty people, but my associate, John Odermatt, well known to many of you guys from our past reaction shows and as the host of the brand new Felony Friday podcast, which you can, of course, find every single Friday here in the Lions of Liberty podcast feed, was able to gather together a couple of brave souls to watch this debate, live blog the thing, and record a podcast. So this will be the first episode of the Lions of Liberty podcast in which you don't hear from me, although that's not really true because you're hearing from me right now. But for the most part, you won't hear from me. So without further ado, Odie, take it away. Welcome back to the Lions of Liberty podcast. This is our fourth Democratic debate reaction show. And I have a couple characters in the studio who are going to be reviewing the action from Sunday night's debate with us. But before we get to that, I wanted to touch on a way that you can donate to the Lions of Liberty. Uh, you can actually donate at lionsofliberty.com slash Amazon. We don't have a way that you can directly donate um, through the website uh, to us. So you can do the best way we can do it is by buying things that you buy every day on amazon.com. So simply stop at lionsofliberty.com slash Amazon. Go through the link and do your shopping. Shop for anything that you can think of. So now with that out of the way, I'm going to uh, introduce the guests that we have to, to talk about this draining debate. Uh, you know, we you know, take time out of our day to, to live blog these debates and sift through the, the details to try to find some little tidbits. So um, bear with us, and we are going to do our best shot. I want to turn first to Mr. Howie Snowden in Leesburg, Virginia. How you doing, Howie? Good. I mean, hey, we all really took one for the Liberty team tonight watching that debate. But I'm here. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Guy got my uh, Guinness in hand. Still standing with Guinness. I like yeah. it. I like it. Um, okay, Howie, we'll, we'll turn next to uh, our official Lines of Liberty uh uh, council in Cleveland. Are you in Cleveland tonight? Are you in Hawaii or where are you? I'm uh, in sunny, warm Cleveland. Um, 
sending my thoughts and prayers to all the people in Pittsburgh to deal with their heartbreak. That's a lie. There's no <laughs> prayers or thoughts or anything coming out of Cleveland other than just rejoicing and celebrations I'm and probably like stands. Hillary Clinton. I just make things up <laughs> as I talk. So hey, you know, spe- right, speaking of the playoffs, I think it was Brian the post on Twitter today. Uh, how uh, unpatriotic is it for the DNC to have the debate on a playoff weekend? I mean, granted the game was over by like start time, but hey, we got some UFC fights tonight that I'm missing right now. I don't know. I yeah. I'm pretty disappointed with the DNC. I'm always disappointed in the DNC, but regardless of when they're holding debates, it's mainly for what they say and, and do. So, You know, also that nobody hears what anyone besides Hillary Clinton has to say, and uh, they can just uh, coordinate her. But we'll get to that later, I'm sure. I think there could be a bit of a conspiracy there. I mean, this is the fourth debate. I think the other three debates were all on a Friday or Saturday night, maybe. Maybe all on a Saturday night. It's the first one on a Sunday. But, yeah, who... Who's going to want to sit through a debate after watching football all day? I'd it's love like every, to see what the numbers are between what the number of viewers through Democratic debates and Republican debates, and it's got to be that the huge difference. Well, there's also the Trump factor, why people are probably tuning into the Republican debates. But yeah, having it on Saturday and Sunday night doesn't really uh, inspire a lot of people to probably sit there and watch this. And uh, it seemed like more of the same today, just... Uh, well, completely different than the Republicans. At least we didn't have to listen to two hours of bomb everyone, but there was a whole other host of topics, it seemed like, that were just horrible to listen to. The last Republican ones, the first one I did not listen to. I'm waiting for the Lions of Liberty recap to uh, oh. save, save a little bit of time in my life. Well, just picture any of the last uh, five debates, and it was pretty much the exact <laughs> same thing. You know, Randless, though. Yes. It was Randless. Yeah, it was Randless. Actually, and, uh I, I, I still, I mean, I guess we'll go a little off topic here and talk about this for a minute. I really don't care because it's, it's our show, but I'm, I'm still not in favor of Rand, you know, opting out of the debate altogether, opting out of the undercard. And he had a little little rally there, and he, he's claiming that he reached more people through social media, Twitter primarily, through, you know, live streaming his his whatever it was, rally or town hall. But still, I, I don't know. I, I think it just makes him look like a petulant child complaining and a petulant child didn't get his way, taking his ball and going home. Well, that's interesting because I think we talked about this the other day right after the uh, Republican one, and uh, that was kind of the – it seemed like everyone had come around to Brian's position that it didn't really um, affect him that negatively. We didn't think bad about it too much because it was just kind of associating with the, the dregs of the party, you know, Debating yeah, maybe he should have ran as a Democrat. I'm sure he's got more supporters than O'Malley does. Yeah, I mean, that, that guy's up there again, plenty of time. Oh, well, he's standing up there for a long time. He's not really <laughs> doing much on the stage. Well, he got more speaking time recently than Rand did. But. did you, I was actually just reading. Uh, Rand Paul was live tweeting the debate. So I guess when people, Was he really? Yeah, well, I guess when people are done at the Lions of Liberty, they can go check out Rand Paul's Twitter. He was uh, live tweeting this whole thing. Um, He's obviously copying off the the lines of liberty because Hallie and I were on there live blogging the whole thing. (laughs) He should have been a part of it. He should have. have uh, Maybe next time. Hillary pluses and minuses. I'm I'm sure the more Rand were to copy lines of liberty, the better he'd be doing. So, hey, keep it up, buddy. Let's go, Randy (laughs) Pants. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start start taking some swings at this debate here and see if we can make anything out of it. I kind of wanted to pose a question first. I guess I'll, I'll pose this pose this to Howie, put you on the spot. 
out of all three candidates, can you think of about everything that's just, let's just say, you know, just tonight on the stage, okay. who, who maybe had the best, you know, if there was any point that, that could be construed as being like, like a libertarian, uh, libertarianish policy, did any candidate even mutter anything close to well, anything that you would consider libertarian? At first I thought you might ask like who had the best points and I'll get to that second, but most libertarian, O'Malley was saying a lot of stuff, you know, about needing to have warrants, whether it's, you know, with the, NSA, like, uh, listening in on us, things like that. Uh, he, he says a lot of things like that all the time that are great, but then he says other things that are in, like, direct opposition to it, like the contract, the Constitution, and freedom, and all these quotes. He's always saying, you know, giving up uh, liberty for security, and it's like, wait a second, dude, that's exactly what you're advocating for us to do on, like, the gun issue. But, you know, he has those, I mean, it's just rhetoric, you know, it's, I don't think he understands liberty. I don't think he understands freedom or even the Constitution, let alone. But uh, those talking points were probably the most libertarian talking points that I heard. But I would say some of the most important things that were said were um, Bernie Sanders talking about the way uh, like the, the banks and the big businesses like run the, the elections and there's – like pointing out how Hillary gets all this money from the super PACs and the banks and like she says she's tough on Wall Street and she they would be like, be like her worst nightmare to run against. Like, come on. We all know she's bought and paid for. And I mean it's a huge issue. I, I don't I don't think uh, you know, Sanders's solution to that is the right one, but I mean those are some serious things that need to be addressed. And it's interesting to see though that Bernie has gotten so much support and donations from small donors and we also see Trump is, like, financing his own campaign pretty much, you know. And, man, I would love to see two, someone from each party that isn't bought and paid for by, like, special interests actually become, like, the candidates that are running against each other. You know, agree with anything either of them say or not. It'd just be awesome to see establishment. That's Yeah, that's a good thought. I wonder if the special interests that are, like, you know, big, big pharma or, you know, Wall Street would – back a third party candidate would, would pull someone out they can get behind that they can control i don't know but don't they, know they must be uh, sweating them pretty bad right now though because it looks to me like uh sanders has probably going to win new hampshire and iowa that's that's my prediction anyways and then we'll i think you're right everything can right. everything could drastically change if that happens yeah what, what did you think rico anything libertarian on stage tonight well it was uh that's a tough question odie I wish I prepared more. I'm trying to think. And no, this, this isn't Mark Claire here. I, I bring some tough I, questions to the table. It's not all softballs coming. <laughs> Damn it. I, I was not prepared for stepping into this. But I guess uh, how he's right as far as the uh, warrant on, you know, O'Malley was talking about as far as searches. And I guess I'll go give a point to Bernie because he wasn't all about, you know, bombing everyone in uh, the Middle East. And he wasn't saying, you know, we have to, you know, get boots on the ground uh, to fight ISIS and all that. You know, he's more talking about, I think, an air coalition, which is still war to me, but uh, it's less drastic than what we were hearing on Thursday. So I guess that's a little bit better, but uh, I didn't hear a whole lot of libertarian ideals coming from any of these candidates. And I was not... you know, yeah. even Hillary was saying she doesn't want boots on the ground. She's not going to do this or that. But I just, I don't believe her. I don't believe it. Words. She's a liar. <laughs> no, I don't believe anything she's no. saying. And her, her smirk, it's just like, she's like, oh, she acts like she's 
everyone's best friend up there. They, they say something like they asked Bernie what, uh, you know, to comment about what he said about Clinton's behavior. And, and she's up there with a big smile on her face. And I'm like, Oh, I'm sure she's loving the moderators talking about, Oh, remember that time your husband cheated on you every week and it was national <laughs> news and she's got a big smile. It's like, she's so fake. It's, she doesn't have a soul. I'm sure like that, like a normal human being, that would like be painful to bring that up. Yeah. But she doesn't even think that way, I don't think. It's just all about, oh, how do I couch this politically to score the most points? So it's she's she's really not a human being. She's dead inside. Oh, you mentioned on the live blog how uh, she gave O'Malley the death stare. When I forget exactly what he was saying, but I, I noticed that myself. I thought, ooh, <laughs> he's going to end up like Vince Foster if he's not careful. Yeah, she was staring directly through him. I think she was just—it was—it was—it was crazy. And uh, I would be worried for my life if I was Martin O'Malley after seeing that stare. But it was funny because she did the stare, and then it's like she thought of something she was going to say, jotted something down, and then started smirking to herself. And I, I forget, you know, what the exchange was or what she said next, but. It was an interesting, interesting little moment in the debate Did, tonight. You notice how Hillary always tries to uh, paint the picture that she's like this martyr and she's fighting like all of these huge corporations are out to get her and, and undermine her campaign. You know, like she's like the healthcare companies are just attacking me left and right and they would like nothing more than to see me brought down. And it's like she's so full of shit. It's worked for her in the past. I'm hoping to God it doesn't work anymore. Believe this. It's amazing. Um, but I, I don't. I mean, I think most Hillary supporters are just so they're such hardcore Democrats, and they're they're, they're really Bill, they're really Clinton family supporters. I think, and they just want. I mean, they think Bill was the best president ever. Hillary's going to be the best president. They could care less what she says. What happens if she's indicted? You know, for on the whole email scandal and well. Um, uh, there's no, no objectivity or there's no thought like us. We we criticize our guy all the time. Like when everything Rand does wrong, I mean, we have a whole segment about it. But it's like these Clinton supporters are just like she's the Messiah. And it, like forget even about like talking about Republicans. But if you ever see on Reddit the way they bash Bernie supporters and like it's crazy. I mean, her faults and her hypocrisy and her lies are so clear. Like. It just blows my mind. I, I don't know if these people actually believe this stuff or if they're just evil, like the Clintons. Uh, I, I don't know. But I thought it was interesting how she was talking about how great Obama's presidency was at, at a bunch of different points in time when it's the Obama Justice Department that is escalating the investigation into her right now. Um, you know, they, they're just, we're looking more into her. I think in the last week they, they talked more about what they're looking at into. And, um, I don't know how she's going to get away from this at, at this point. Yeah, I, thought, I think they I found thought, some more, uh, links to kind of special favors done to, uh, folks that donated to the Clinton foundation. And yeah. I mean, I, I don't see how a recommendation to indict from the FBI doesn't come down. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't expect the Justice Department to do anything about it, but I could see uh, Comey, the head of the FBI, like threatening to resign or things over it. Just hope. I mean, that should be enough for people to realize, like, wait a second, something's wrong here. Yeah. This woman should not be the president. And just as far as their their policies in the past, as far as who they prosecuted for negligent release of classified documents, I think there was a story about a uh, a guy in the Navy who sent a picture to, uh, you know, to his girlfriend and there was something in the background 
just yep. inadvertently and they prosecuted him. And there's been like 1,300 emails of Hillary's that were classified found on other servers. So, Which is so ironic to me that she's talking about there shouldn't be anyone too big to jail. I can think it's like, yeah, that's you. You shouldn't be too big to jail. She, wait, she said that? Yeah. I missed that part. I, I, they were talking about the, the banks, bankers, no one went to jail on that. She's like, you know, there shouldn't be, we shouldn't have banks that are too big to fail. There shouldn't be, you know, people that are too big to jail. And like the first thing I think like, yeah, oh you, my God, that you is shouldn't be too of... big to jail. The irony here wow. is killing me. Uh, that's some, uh, whatever the, what's, that's some nerve that she had to, to say that. That's pretty, that's pretty funny. Um, well, just to, to talk about Bernie for a second, what exactly, you know, he always brings up the break up the banks, break up the banks. Has he ever talked about how exactly he's going to, quote unquote, break up the banks? Because you can't just break them up, so to speak. There, there's, you know, he, he has multinational some contracts and transactions. He has, he has some good things to say. If he has, says anything that has to do with economics or banking or whatever, just, just realize he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like and, break up the banks. Well, you can't just say, <laughs> okay, we're going from uh, Bank of America to to, to Bank A and Bank B uh, tomorrow. It, it doesn't work like that. Hey, you know what? Screw Bank of America, though. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they're not great, but I, I, he has no idea what he's talking about when he's saying break up the banks and uh, all this other nonsense. It's, it's he, amazing. And he repeats it every debate. If he were to ever become the president, which, you know, there would be some good things, but I hope to God we have a Republican House and Senate for the duration to keep a lot of this economic nonsense from ever coming to I don't even think the Democrats would go for breaking up the banks because not everyone's just an idiot where, you know, the the large banks weren't completely responsible for the the meltdown or the recession or whatever, like he tries to portray it. And there was a lot of smaller banks that were, you know, pushing through – mortgages that that yeah. shouldn't have been pushed through it I, I think Odie said on the live blog like hey why don't you just uh prosecute these bankers when they defraud the american people and do something wrong yeah, that- yeah there, there there was that i mean the first thing came to mind when he was talking about that breaking up the banks and you know what maybe the, the banks do need to break up but it needs to happen on their own i think uh, the problem is the government and the federal reserve in different ways keeps bailing them out um but w- w- yeah one thing i want to talk about because this probably happened maybe five, six months ago, or maybe it was longer than that, when there was a huge scandal between, it was international scandal, there was the, like the Bank of England, and, or the, the, uh, there was a Scottish bank. The, 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 bank the in Le- England. Libor scandal? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like a, it was, it was after that, but it, it was similar. They, they, okay. they were um, manipulating rates, and they, they fleeced uh, basically the, the, the world economy for something like $5 billion dollars. And I don't think anybody has been arrested for that. There were just there were fines. There were huge amounts of money. The banks were fined, but nobody has gone to jail. And I, I think that's. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they. That's a bigger I'm pretty sure than, they make more from breaking laws than they're fined, or else it wouldn't yeah. keep happening. But exactly, they don't need to write new laws to deal with this. It's just like you committed fraud. You're going to be prosecuted. There's no. Uh, government immunity, like if you're a police officer and you shoot someone in your job. The doctor it's, was. There's, for it's, committing it, it kind of seems like it. No, no, I mean, when you're, if you're a police officer and you shoot someone? Well, I, well yeah, I mean... The, it, they have to be a minority. Right? That's, a, that's a bad example. If, if they're a minority, it's okay. Isn't that how it goes? <laughs> I think that is all. Yeah, I'm saying, but there's no immunity for these bankers that engage in fraud, so... 
it's like, like, well, we have to, you know, write new laws or enforce, you know, it's like, well, you just, it's called fraud and it's criminal and you prosecute them. It's not rocket science what to do here. Isn't the reason or one of the reasons why all these banks are so big is the amount of regulations and loopholes or, or that they find loopholes around it, but the amount of regulations these banks have to be big to be able to pay for it, to be able to deal yeah. with it. Yeah. You'll have a lot. I mean, you wouldn't have as many big banks if they didn't have to deal with all the bureaucracy well, that the government yeah. puts and the on them. They want that bigger. stuff because the small, the small banks can't afford to deal with all that nonsense. Exactly. So they, it drives out the competition. Yeah, and it, the, the banks got bigger after, in 2008 because they had to consolidate to deal with some of those other banks that were going to go under. So. You know, the government encouraged that, and now they're, you know, and, and who was in office in 2008? What party was running it, everything, you know? Um, so, well, I guess exactly. Well, what's was, the quote from, uh, from, George, from George Bush? <laughs> Have to abandon my capitalist principles to save capitalism or something ridiculous right. like it that? Well, shocking he didn't have a... Uh, He's not exactly the sage <laughs> of our day. Yeah, a very uh, intellectual response to that whole situation. No, he did not. Hey, so uh, encryption. It seemed like they wanted to talk about encryption. I think O'Malley, they asked O'Malley about it first. And that that was actually O'Malley's response to when they asked him about encryption. He actually had a decent response to it, but it had nothing to do with encryption. He was talking about needing a warrant. Um, you should always have to get a warrant first. Um, he was talking about the Fourth Amendment and privacy. Um, but he didn't really talk about encryption at all. And I, I think that both Hillary and Bernie both kind of um, said, well, yeah, we need to get close with Silicon Valley and work with them and make sure well, that, what, what that mean? back doors, front doors and all yeah, that. But That's nonsense. Weakening encryption hurts everyone. It's, it gives the government it in. It gives criminals it in. It gives foreign spies it in. It's, it's ridiculous. It's absurd. All the people from Silicon Valley, well, actually, you know what? They've been coming out and speaking against this, but and someone mentioned that tonight, but Hillary Clinton's like, that's not what I heard. As if there's this like <laughs> closed door meeting where actually they're going along with it all, which I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. If that's the oh, truth. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably being forced to. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really get what um, their responses were. That that didn't have anything to do with encryption. I, I would love to see Silicon, John McAfee. Yeah, working with Silicon Valley. Well, what does that mean? That you're gonna have some kind of merger of government and corporation to spy on people. Uh, I don't really yeah. feel like that. That's a very libertarian uh, response. If the communications are secure or they're not, there's no like, well, if we work with Silicon Valley, we, yeah. we yeah, can do long, what? As long as Google forwards uh, everyone's emails to us, we'll be great. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Hillary's okay. probably like, well, all my emails are out. Screw the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. John? John McAfee wrote, uh, I don't know, I think I, I put this on my Facebook. I think I put it on Lions Facebook, too. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, he wrote an article for Business Insider titled, The Obama Administration Doesn't Understand What Privacy Means. Let me explain. And really, the, the article could be titled, The American People Don't Understand What Privacy Means. And I recommend every, everyone read it. I'm not going to you know, talk through it, but basically it talks about how individual um, circumstances and relationships are affected by privacy and without privacy, the world would just devolve into chaos. And it's, it's, it's really true. If, if none of your, if none of your communications, if, if your communications could be, you know, between you and your wife could be shown to your neighbor, then there's going to be a a, a lack of uh, sharing and trust there between, between a husband and wife. That's just one example. But I think when it comes to encryption, 
people look at it that uh, terrorists have a way they have a way to communicate that you know the the government is no way that they can that they can see what they're saying or you know private companies can't see what they're saying. But isn't it the same thing? Like if you're sending a, you're sending a letter, you know you can send a letter to someone and you have no you have no idea what's in the letter. That's I mean that's privacy. It's, it, are you are people advocating that? There should be a government agency to open to everyone's well, mail. I, I think they and, do. And look at it; it's the same exact thing. I think they do photograph the front and back of every piece of mail, so you know it has the to, the from, all the kind of the, the metadata of written mail. Do they really? Yeah, I don't know no. if you guys are aware of that, but yeah, no wonder the post that. office doesn't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Howie, I had a question for you. All right, uh, what did you think about uh, Bernie constantly bringing up your favorite president, FDR? Um, when he was looking, talking about all the different types of plans he, he was doing, uh, wanted with the uh, universal health care. First of all, FDR is probably <laughs> one of my least favorite presidents. I know. I've, Set the record straight here. I've heard Cleveland's my times. first favorite. But uh, no, yeah. Again, I don't know. Especially with the, the Democrats trying to solve this universal health care uh, or build on uh, the Affordable Care Act, all this shit. I don't think that's going to be a winning issue for them. The Republicans know how much the American people hate it. Everybody's rights are going up. My rights are going up. It's an awful thing. Bernie's going to make it worse. But even though that's he would what he wants, I think, is worse than what we have right now. The way Clinton is mischaracterizing his position is such nonsense. She's he, he, he said she's being a bit disingenuous. No, she's a bold faced liar. It's just lies, lies, hypocrisy. And I can't stand it. Like, uh, as they had Chelsea out saying, like, well, Bernie's going to take all these people off of uh, Obamacare and all this. They're like, yeah, he's going to replace it with universal health care. Everyone will have. They're trying to make it sound like people are going to be thrown off their, like, health plans. And, well, it sounds like basically what he's doing is just making Medicare universal. Um, I, I mean, maybe I'm just misunderstanding what he's talking about, but it's. Yeah, it's just single-payer, Medicare, I, I just probably everyone. assumed he meant full-blown socialism, but... Well, I, I, think, no, I, think, well, I think it's one and the same. I think Medicare for everyone is pretty much the same thing yeah. as single-payer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Medicare is through the government, so I think that's what he's talking about, which I can't see that ever passing, um, you know, doing single-payer Medicare. and. Um, but you, I, I think I don't know, but I think... Do you guys think that that is going to be... A winning issue for the Democrats no, in this next but, election? Which was funny was because Bernie kept saying, we need people, um, Congress refuses to do what people want them to do. And But he, ironically, Bernie, um, actually the majority of people uh, favor the repeal of Obamacare. So <laughs> when you're talking right. about doing what the American people want to do in context of health care, um, it's not what you want them to do. So Hey, I, I don't know if you guys saw in the meeting. In the beginning of the debate, there was another attack from Hillary and Bernie about how he was weak on guns. And she's like, he voted for this and this. And this. she started listing off this litany of things. And I was like, wow, she's making him sound pretty awesome. I thought he was, <laughs> I thought he was worse on guns. I vote that. for Bernie now. But like, hey, that, I don't know. I, I think I've seen in polls and things recently that more Americans are for like the right to bear arms than gun control. So it, it seems like they're trying, they're lasting on these issues. I don't see winning for them. I mean, this election may come down to, to like Trump versus one of those two, and I think he's he'll wipe the floor with him. Well, well, I think I think Bernie's support, I think we've talked about, talked about this before, is being severely underpolled. And like you said, Howie, he's probably going to win Iowa. He's definitely going to win New Hampshire. Once you go down south into South Carolina, I forget what's after that. And, things could change. The media just but, loves the story. So once that happens, they want to have this new story like, oh, the underdog, here he comes, and they're going to. 
that's going to be the focus instead of this uh, Clinton yeah, obsession right now. He's, I mean, he's really he, he's catering to the the same type of people that were upset and, and were upset with the government and liked Ron Paul, or were upset with special interests controlling the government and liked Ron Paul. But he just is bringing in uh, you know completely the opposite 180 degree solution, which is getting the government more involved rather than less involved. But it's that's he's actually right in a lot of his criticisms, but his solutions are but just freaking awful. Is it like the same thing that we have every election cycle? Like people hate the government, and then they're like, like we'll vote for Obama. The hope and change narrative that was yeah. BS. Like Obama's going to be different. He's going. <laughs> he was different, but not in the way people wanted him to. <laughs> and then you know it looks like everyone's latching on to Trump or Bernie. Because they're not like your typical politicians, and then God knows. Or, ben, or ben Carson. <laughs> uh, dear Lord. Can we find a Ben Carson supporter and interview him one day? Because I want to know what ticks in the mind of a Ben Carson supporter. I, I was talking that, uh, during the last last debate, I was having a Facebook conversation with, with someone who is a not a Ben Carson supporter, but he's, I, I don't know, he's he likes Ben Carson. He thinks he'll be a good president. I don't, I don't know if he'll vote for him or not. <laughs> But we were going back and forth, and I was like, he has no specifics. I don't even know what he's talking about half the time. I don't think anybody does. And then he, they asked him about, like, uh, security, and his, uh, they asked Ben Carson about security, and, and how, would you, how would you handle that? And ben Carson basically said, well, I would, I would bring in experts and uh, would ask them what they thought, and we would uh, talk about it and put a policy together. And that the kid I was talking to on Facebook put that back, and he's like, yeah, that's what we need. I'm like, what, you need somebody who's going to go find experts? Who are these experts? Hey, I mean, what, He lost me when I found out he didn't stab someone. <laughs> I started to like him when I heard that. No, I, when he didn't. Oh, when, he, when it came out that he didn't really stab someone, he lost me. Why would you lie about stabbing someone? That's, <laughs> that raises a red flag right there. I don't know. The world is just insane right now. I mean – I never thought that Bill Cosby would be a rapist or that, like, Bruce Jenner would win Woman of the Year. Donald Trump would be the front runner in the presidential election and, like, all this craziness. When uh, John McAfee tweeted out the other day that he had it on good word that Vin Diesel – no, not that Morgan Freeman was going to be running for libertarian uh, candidate for president and Vin Diesel was going to be his running mate. I'm, I mean, first I'm like, that's absurd. But then I think about what's actually happening in the world and I'm like, well, maybe it's not. I, I don't know. It's, it's all just so crazy now. Then Who knows what the hell I think that was some. It came out that was like some uh, just marketing thing by McAfee. <laughs> just made it up, but he got me. He got his got name out there. So, yeah. oh, I was excited for a day. <laughs> oh well. Um, <laughs> so how much time did O'Malley really get to talk? It didn't really seem like he was uh, on the debate very much. He just and he when he got interrupted, he just he didn't fight. It didn't seem like he's just like okay, my time's up. He's actually a pretty likable guy. I, I can kind of see why, why why Brian McWilliams likes him. He doesn't come off like a like a cocky you know it all like Hillary Clinton and even Bernie Bernie Sanders in a different way that their solutions are are, are the only way. He comes across pretty likable. He's he's a robot. I mean, I think he's probably at least half robot, maybe sixty percent. But I don't know. Just him being the governor of Maryland and the former mayor of Baltimore, like it's such an awful place with awful policies and awful laws. If he has anything to do with any of that, like I, I don't even know why he's bragging about having been the mayor of Baltimore. Like that's a place I'm afraid I'm gonna get stabbed whenever I have to go there. 
<laughs> Did he say they had the best schools in the country? Because I don't believe that for a minute. I think he said that when I was there, when I was mayor and I left, we had the best schools in the country. There's no way that's true. Yeah, that might have been when I was letting my dog live vlog for me. I miss that. <laughs> what about uh, Bernie talking about like uh, someone was telling him about how he doesn't know how to balance a budget? And he's like, "Well, I was mayor of Burlington." <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Mayor of Burlington. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they did balance their budget, but I can't imagine they had that big of a budget uh, that he really needed to, you know, stay up for weeks and weeks to try to figure it out. But yeah. Maybe he did a good job, but it it doesn't seem to be like it's kind of like me saying, "Well, I balanced my checkbook, so I could definitely balance a federal budget." I don't know. Yeah, Bernie came did, up. Did Bernie came catch, up. Uh, oh, go ahead, Cody. I was just gonna say, did anyone catch when they asked Hillary? Right, we're jumping all over the place, and I love it, so we're gonna keep doing it. But when uh, they asked Hillary about her relationship with Vladimir Putin. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. just like really creepy, yeah. like laughing. Like, What's oh, really going it's on? It's interesting. It's interesting. She's like, I'll show Bill. If my imagination was running wild, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of, that's kind of scary. A this is bit, an E for everyone podcast though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, some, we've, had some, uh, we've had some, we've had some, yeah. common denominator when she was like, didn't say anything for about five seconds, but she had this look on her face. Like, how do I phrase this? Um, very creepy. Man, I don't know. If I was Putin, I'd watch my step. Look what happened to Gaddafi. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Maybe maybe Hillary had something going on with Gaddafi. I, don't, I mean, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, Those Clintons, you never know what they're up to behind closed doors. Seriously, what was the thing with Bill Clinton, that guy who had, like, the island of, like, underage sex slaves and, like... What? You don't know what I'm talking about? No. Do you, do you know Odie? Um, it was, I don't remember the guy's name, but, yeah, it was some guy, from, I think from England, right? Yeah. And he was bringing in, like, a bunch of underage girls, like 16-year-old, um, 16-year-old girls, maybe younger than that, I don't know. And Bill Clinton was very good friends with him and would always oh. travel the, to the island. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah, but the media has not really brought up this connection at all or even talked about it. Um, I bet you Donald Trump he... will. <laughs> oh, you're damn right he will. <laughs> if if Hillary becomes a candidate, that will be, I mean, there's just so, like, there's just so much ammo. It's... I I don't I don't know. You know Bill Bill was going to going to an island. There were sixteen year old girls there. I, I don't know. I you know <laughs> what happened? What well, could happen? It, maybe it didn't happen. But you know it could have happened. He was there. Sixteen year old girls. I don't know. Well, he does have a know, history of women. You know they were good friends. Or were they friends at one point in time? At least Trump and the Clintons. And uh, didn't Trump get like married relatively? You know, not not too long ago, within the last maybe ten years. So is it possible that Bill Clinton was at a Donald Trump bachelor party? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Did you hear? They were asking Hillary though, because she was at his wedding and all that. They asked what she she got him, like as a wedding gift. She said she didn't get him anything. What kind of a cheapskate goes to a wedding? I mean, yeah, really? I don't know. To me, that just struck me. That's like, ridiculous. Yeah, she didn't get him anything. I, I guess she thought that was a good answer. But I was like, what? You go to a wedding and you don't bring a gift? Come on, lady. That's your class. Yeah, your class. You should be classier than that. <laughs> I understand you're not. <laughs> I bet she ordered the steak too, and not. The I may chicken. not be like a huge supporter of the Donald, but if I was invited to his wedding, I would have brought a gift. That's for sure. Exactly. Um, what about uh, those uh, YouTube videos they kept showing? Did you see the one about global warming? 
With the like cartoon? Yeah. I've got ADD. I miss that. It was ridiculous. It was like a YouTube question from, uh, or it was a question from some YouTube channel. It was like some, you know, regular person who put up a YouTube channel about global warming, and they're like, I don't like this millennial bullshit. And it was like, <laughs> I gotta watch a video question. Like, with- well, I mean, how can anyone deny the the global warming because there was just a flood in South Carolina last year that was caused by global warming and I'm like, like well, it's, well, it's called weather. Remember remember yeah. when it's cold there and we say there's, there's no global warming? Linking this uh this flood to global warming. And it, it was just the most amateurish t- uh site I've ever seen. And then Bernie Sanders was talking about how well global warming is a proven fact because it's it was warm this winter, basically. It's, yeah, it's absurd. They, I mean, the other side does the same thing when it's cold. It's like, oh, it's snowing. There's no global warming. And he's like, it's 60, 65 in Vermont. It's the global warming. No, like, in either case, it's just weather. Those, drives me nuts. People don't understand science. Like those, That doesn't prove anything in either case. If it's cold or it's hot, it doesn't mean there is or isn't global warming. Yeah, and I mean, it's people just misrepresent the argument either way. Well, Global warming doesn't cause a 40-degree temperature swing from one December to the next. Um, no. And sure. you know what? If there is global warming, which I kind of think there might be, government sure as hell is not going to solve the problem. <laughs> no. Yeah, and, that, and that's the problem is I think I think at the heart of it, a lot of people the you know people that don't believe in global warming or whatever, and I, I might be one of those people. I'm not even sure. I don't know if I believe in it or not. I, I, I think at the heart of the issue is those people just don't want the government trying to fix it because they're just going to screw things up. Yeah. And, but rather than say just you know why should the government solve this? They haven't solved anything. They say global global warming is not real, which you know maybe it is real. I'm, no, I'm starting to think they that, do say we've saved sort of off an ice age, which I'm. I'm glad that happened. That'd be way worse. <laughs> yeah, I would much rather have global warming than an ice age. Ice ice age would be the worst thing ever. I hear you. No, no part of that. Well, aside from an asteroid impact, but that's a different story for a different day. Or Yellowstone exploding. <laughs> That'd be pretty oh, bad. We should probably be putting more resources into figuring that out because that would freaking wipe our country out. Well, for the most part. I don't think there's really anything to be done. <laughs> Except for move, moving farther away from just Yellowstone? just goes to say, uh, live it up, kids. You know, I never know when uh, Yellowstone's going to go off or when uh, Hillary Clinton might become president. <laughs> Either or it'll be disastrous. Um, Maybe up the same proportion. When, when is the next Democratic debate? Hopefully oh, God, let's not get started on that already. I don't want to think let's about just, that. Let's just, just got through one. Who do, who do you guys think the winner was? Let's... I would say Bernie. Yeah. O'Malley didn't get enough speaking time. Hillary is not believable. Um, not that I, I, I agree with maybe 5% of what Bernie said. So I guess that's better than the other candidates on a, on a scale. In my eyes, to me, like what Bernie was saying, I, I would have – he won me. But I the whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, man, stupid people are really going to think Hillary's kicking ass in this one and winning. Like, what did she if, do? If, if you didn't realize she was a liar and you didn't realize she was the biggest hypocrite in the world and you just looked at how she presented herself and how people were acting and things like that, I think a lot of people are just kind of she fall for does, it. She does have a very smooth kind of uh, way to answer questions. She she comes across as like, well, this is very, you know, very obvious. And, and she, she'll say what she needs to say. And she's not really like, searching for anything it just comes across like she knows exactly the answer until you listen to the words and and it's bullshit 
Yeah, she's very effective, I think, in that technique if you're not listening or comprehending what she's talking about. She also nods her head while she talks. You know, she's agreeing with what she's saying. Yes, yes, agree with me. Of course what I'm saying is right. Nod your head, agree with me. Maybe that's like some tactic she learned on how to hypnotize people. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe it'll be a hypnotize fest between the wizard Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. That could be pretty interesting. <laughs> I, I think I, I would say to answer your question, Rico, I, I got to agree with you. I think Bernie won overall. I think Hillary Clinton, uh, more than anything, was just – I think she's really trying to tie herself now more to Obama and the Obama administration, which I think could really backfire on her down the road, especially the way I think the economy is going. I don't think it's going to be you know, doing too great by the time – uh, the general election comes around and you have maybe a Donald Trump going against a Hillary or Bernie or Ted Cruz or whoever. I think it's I think Obama's uh, not going to be able to say he's had a great eight years because the economy is not going to be very good. So Hillary can't really tie herself to those positions anymore, which she's been doing right now. Well, um, I think O'Malley did, did come across probably the, the best I've seen him, the most the most human, that's for sure. Yeah. But he, yeah, he just doesn't get much time. I found it amusing. Um I guess it's kind of a condescending thought, though, when O'Malley's like, well, I, I've set forth a detailed plan uh, on how to deal with some issue that they were talking about. And I just kind of thought, like, why? Why did you set forth a detailed plan? You're just you're just wasting your time like <laughs> thinking of answers to all these questions. <laughs> it's I, like studying for a test that you're never going to take. <laughs> it's I, like, what's the point? I thought it was really funny when um, Hillary accused him of taking money from Wall Street. He's like... Well, you know, not enough. So if anybody wants to send money to my <laughs> yeah. campaign, you go to my website, send the checks <laughs> in. I think Bernie started jumping in on on that too. That was a pretty... They should be all on all over her from on the getting all the money from the big banks, and she's bought and paid for. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah she's she's a hundred percent bought and paid for, without a doubt. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about before we call this show a wrap? Uh, it's been a grueling four days for me. Let me tell you, three debates, two recaps. I'm ready to not think about politics for quite a while. So uh, yeah. keep me updated with what's going on. <laughs> we I'm will. We will. Out. I'm going to uh, join the crowd that's calling for uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz to step down. I I should have been watching UFC tonight. It's Sunday night, holiday weekend. Come on now. I didn't need a DNC. Oh, today. that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's MLK Day on Monday, yeah, right? I forgot about that's it. Right. Do you have to work tomorrow? <laughs> of course I have to work. Uh, yeah. You guys don't have to work? I never work. Um, I <laughs> I can't work. I'm stuck working working a, a government con- for a government contract, and they're, where I need to go is going to be closed. So. Well, well, you lucky bastards. Okay, well, sleep, when I'm in the office working tomorrow, I'll be thinking of, thinking of you, too. I'll be on the couch, so. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know you what can, I'm doing. You can watch, watch a replay of the Steelers game and celebrate uh, you. Yeah. I bad. lost my bet. Don't don't feel too happy. or I'm not too happy. I, I, I thought you guys were going to win the Super Bowl, so yeah. put a little money on it. So that didn't come through for me. Okay, guys, but before we do our sign-off here, I just want to say to all the listeners out there, you can check out the show notes, everything we talked about here um, at linesofliberty.com slash 177. So make sure to check that out. That's all I have for today. I want to thank uh, Howie and Rico for joining me on this uh, you know, ridiculous endeavor. I don't know why we put ourselves through this every <laughs> week, but we do we continue to do it, so there must be a reason. Maybe we're just insane. 
But anyway, let's let's try this. This is my first time doing the sign off without Mark, so I'm not even sure how to do it. So I'm kind of a little nervous, but uh, <laughs> I think you can do we'll, it. We'll, we'll give it a shot. How does he say oh. it? Oh, come on, guys! It's easy. All you gotta do is live long and live free.